the League of Women Voters of Dane County and Madison City Channel present Know Your Candidates Dane County Board, District 7 Here's your moderator, Cheryl Daniels. Welcome to Madison City Channel's Know Your Candidates interviews, co-sponsored by the League of Women Voters of Dane County. I'm your moderator, Cheryl Daniels, and I would like to introduce the candidates for Dane County Board District 7, Mike Thompson Hello. and Matt Feldron. Hello. To start, you will each have three minutes to give an opening statement which answers the following question. What is your professional, educational, and civic background that qualifies you for the Dane County Board, and why are you running? Mr. Thompson. I've lived in Madison and Fitchburg almost 22 years now. Uh, after graduating from high school, I went to college at Purdue University and got a degree in industrial management. I also have a master's degree in food and resource economics and environmental economics and economic development. Uh, I've had a lot of community development experience with the Peace Corps, somewhat uh, distant, but nonetheless I think it's extremely important when it comes to understanding how to get communities moving in the right direction. I currently work for a local company in the direct marketing mail division. I'm the database specialist. I help people develop their contact lists. I'm running because I think that in our neighborhood there are a lot of good things happening but there tends to be this feeling that things could be even better. We have numerous uh, difficulties in the area. We had this morning reported another sexual assault on Russet Road. We have a lot of kids that seem to have nothing to do after school. They're just kind of loose. What I would like to see is a dynamic program put together that really helps these families that are having difficulty and helps to give them the support that they need. Okay. Thank you. Mr. Beldrin. Thank you. Uh, first, I want to thank the League um, for once again hosting um, this uh, great program for the community. Um, I'm Matt Beldrin. I'm the current Dane County Supervisor. I've been that, in that position now since uh, April of 2006. I've been in the district for nearly 13 years and a resident of the southwest side of Madison for over 18 years. I think I'm well equipped and I understand the district very well. Um, I started when I mo moved into our house on, um, in Meadowood neighborhood, I was almost immediately asked to be on the neighborhood association which I uh, jumped right into. I was the vice president of the neighborhood association right before um, taking the uh, position on the county board when I was elected. Um, I know this district and the people in the last four years have given me that support and I greatly appreciate that. Um, it's, a, it's a daunting prospect at some times and I don't take any of that lightly. Um, some of the issues that I have been working on are to revitalize and to keep the Meadowood neighborhood and all of District 7 very strong. Um, the issues that come up, they, they can be upsetting to people at times and it's totally understandable but I have worked with all of our partners in the city, county, 
I've um, advocated strongly for the district. Um, we had a project at Toki Middle School that just got introduced, a, an intervention, drug and alcohol intervention program. Um, it's called Project Hugs that was just awarded to, to help intervention and education. Um, I work closely with the community center and with all of our neighborhood partners. Um, that's why I think I'm the best person to represent the district to continue that. Okay. Given state and local reductions in funding, what budget items are you most interested in supporting at the county level? What would you cut? Mr. Veldrin. Sure. We just finished probably the most difficult budget um, that I had to, to preside over and, and, and pass uh, in the, the few years I've been on so far. Um, a tax increase that was tough um, to, to pass, but it was important and necessary. Um, we asked all of our partners in the county, uh, all the employees, to take a 3% cut, which I also um, took. Um, it's modest, obviously, at our position, but nonetheless important. Um, we need to keep our core services intact, and I think we did that, and I think we will always do that. 75% of our budget is in human services and public safety. While I've been on the board, I've added 22, I voted to add 22 sheriff deputies. We do not take public safety lightly. Um, the electronic monitoring program has been very strong and has helped reduce the jail population, the average population since I've been on. It peaked in, two, in 2006 when I first got on the board. Um, to keep maintain those priorities are important. We've cut, we froze all of our capital spending right now because of the difficult um, recession we're in right now. These are the things that we'll maintain and we'll keep a very close eye on. Just because they're in the budget, we've frozen these now. The Finance Committee, which will review every project before it gets approved for spending, has to, we have, have to understand where the budget is right now and where the economy is. Um, so maintaining those core priority services are always going to be important. We cut the land, water, land and water legacy fund and the conservation fund to a million dollars, as low as it's been um, in years. And that's a very highly um, popular program. Seventy-five percent of the, the citizens of Dane County voted to approve that just over ten years ago. Okay. <clears throat> Mr. Thompson. Yes, I think that the most important issue is prioritization of spending in the budget. Now we have this 7.9% increase in the budget this year. Last year nearly 5%. At that rate, pretty soon the taxes are going to double, you know, before you even know it. Now we have a tremendous need for human services in the district. Cutting the budget by 3% across the board is essentially cutting services for the mentally ill. It cuts services for visiting nurses. It cuts services for everybody. Uh, when you sit down at the budget table, you have to pick and choose. Some things are more important than others, and that's why you're sent to the county board to make the decisions. Things can be done a little better, I think, and that's what I'm going to work on. Okay. What is the most important issue for your district that you believe in? How do you intend to work on it, Mr. Thompson? Yes. Well, the most important issue in our district, I believe, is 
public safety, we have this feeling, and despite the fact that we have s police statistics that show that crime is down in many areas, we have a general feeling that it's not safe in many parts of the district. I think that part of that comes from just residents being afraid of people that they don't know, people that they don't see. And so I think that it's very important to have a solid program that helps people to meet each other. And one of these is the program that we have here, the community dinners, an excellent program. On the other hand, we need to have the support that health and human services people need to support these families that are having trouble. Now, we had recently an issue from uh, Alder Twee, who said that we need to have fines for, or at least some sort of responsibility for parents. Of course, I think we need responsibility eventually for parents, but at first, we need to have programs that help these parents who are having trouble deal with their troubled children. And you know, once we have these ongoing mentoring situations, we have programs that help kids get into work situations if they would like to be. I think that we're going to be able to turn this feeling of fear around. Okay, thank you. Mr. Veldrin. Well, I would agree. Um, public safety is um, the most important issue. Um, and we have to look at it at both, both um, municipalities or both levels of divisions of government. There's a city who's going to be the, the, the first responders when it comes to police. There's no question, that's what it is. I've asked Sheriff Mahoney um, to have his deputies drive through our streets as a backup. They drive through, there's a, there's a Middleton, the West Precinct in Middleton. Instead of taking the Beltline around, they come through the streets. That's an extra set of eyes that can enforce all state law. But at the, at the human service level, and that's the most important thing that the county does. I fought to keep, originally in the budget, there was a cut of two joining for for, forces for family uh, positions, that's why we call it JFF, it's easier to say, um, that were going to be cut out of the budget. I fought and I got more mail, more emails, more phone calls on that issue than any other issue I've, sir, I've been involved in so far. And I, caught, and, I, and I went to the county executive and I said, these positions need to stay. We have two, we have two days of hearings on just the human services budget and there was an outcry because people understand that that is a vital service that the county provides it's located right on Russet Road. They do great work. I've stopped in there many times. The community suppers that, that Mike mentioned are also great, and that's, you know, that's the health department that we help to, to uh, put together to, to uh, combine that city and county. Um, mentoring program. I mentioned the Toki uh, intervention program. That's getting at the root causes. Those are the kind of pro uh, programs that, that, are more, that are better to invest, keeps our money down. It's very expensive to put people in behind bars. The other program that I'm happy that I was able to get, we expanded in the budget, was a jobs mentoring program for the West Side, um, for West Side kids. It helps kids who don't have the skills that a lot of us take for granted to get to get and keep a job. They get those they get those skills. Okay. Um, going forward, which committees do you wish to serve on, and why, Mr. Belgian? Sure. Well, right now I've been on public, uh, excuse me, um, public works and uh, transportation for four years. Um, I have sort of, I, and I've always kept um, my eye on not only just public safety. I mean, I could have been, I could have asked to be on uh, public protection, but I didn't want to be there. 
um, because we could still get things done without having to be on a committee. Um, I've, I think the infrastructure, and that's something that's sort of a bread and butter issue for the entire um, county that's very important. Keeping our roads clean, county takes care of all the major roads, um, um, Beltline, the interstate, all the county highways, um, to clean them and repair them. Um, we've, but I've also been able, in my position, to work heavily on energy conservation and um, sustainability issues. I'm the chair of the Energy Task Force. Dane County received about $2.3 million in uh, direct funding through stimulus programming. We have been able to, we're in the process right now of, make, of getting, making county buildings better, more energy efficient, which will save the taxpayers um, and all of us money because the cost of energy will be, energy usage will be down also working on an, a revolving loan fund program. It's in the works. We haven't finished that. I'd like to continue that work. And these are the things that can get jobs out into the streets. It's a small part of a, of, a, of a larger package, but those are things we're working on right now. Okay, thank you. Mr. Thompson. Yes. If the voters elect me, I want to be on the Public Works and Transportation Committee first, and I want to be on the Children and Families Committee. Obviously, we've talked about it already. We have a problem with children and families, a very small number, but still a problem that's causing a lot of fear in the district. And I think we need to work to develop programs that are going to bring these kids into healthy situations where they can develop as individuals. Now, on the Transportation Committee, I'm a little bit surprised that transportation in the Verona Road area is such a mess. They're undergoing uh, you know, this, these planning sessions in you know, various parts of the neighborhood, but especially at the Boys and Girls Club. But this renovation of Verona Road between PD and the Beltline is going to cost a massive amount of money. And I've attended you know, one meeting after I started knocking on doors and found that so many people in this area were upset about the noise and the racket. Many of them can't even sleep at night. And it seems that if I'm going to improve this part of the neighborhood, we're going to have to have someone on there that represents the views of this part of the neighborhood. We have really to put this planning process into a grassroots movement rather than the top-down movement that the DOT seems to be using. It just, the meetings that I've, you know, the one meeting that I've gone to, it went on and on, but people were really upset as we expand Verona Road and increase its traffic volume. It brings in extra pollution and noise. I think we need to find a different solution to that situation. Okay. With the board's vote to form the Regional Transportation Authority and um, the limits that have been placed by the, the state on, on how much the county can um, can be involved. How do you think the board should monitor the work of the RTA and what would you like to see as its priorities? Mr. Thompson. Well, you're absolutely right. When the board chose to create the RTA, it basically abdicated its responsibility for public transportation in the county. It turned over taxation authority, bonding authority, and supervision authority to an unelected appointed board and while we need a comprehensive transportation solution 
that should always be monitored by the county board. I don't see any way that the county board can supervise this unless it's written into the bylaws of the RTA. Without RTA bylaws that allow the board more of a supervisory role, the only way that they can really influence this is through the appointment of RTA members, which is a, a rather tangential relationship at best. Mr. Belden. I voted to approve the RTA. Um, and I believe it is the best way to have a comprehensive look at our future transportation needs. No question about it. The, the bill that we got from the, the Dane County received from the state had some changes in it. And they weren't perfect. But, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a saying that says you don't kill the good because of the perfect. And if we were to send it back, as some suggested, it never would have came back. We wouldn't have had anything. We would have been back to square one, and it would have just stayed there because I believe the state would have moved on from that point. Um, the, the people that have been appointed right now have all promised to hold a referendum when it's ready. They're meeting for the first time you know, when we tape um, in the next week. So that will be a very interesting meeting about how they will form their decisions and, and, and how they will meet and form their, their governance. Um, I, while there's a concern, it's certainly understandable that there's an abdication that's happened, this is the way it was written into the, into the state budget, into the, government, into the governor's budget. So this is, like I said, this is what we have to accept. In difficult economic times, how do you believe the board should balance fiscal restraint with assisting county residents that are most in need? Mr. Belger. Well, like, I, you know, we've, we've touched on a lot of this. Um, and, I, and I said earlier, 75% is public safety and human services. The majority of the human services programs come through the, the state and the federal government through, through their authority or, or through their programs. And we become sort of the fiscal agent, if you will. Um, we hire, we work very closely with a numerous uh, purchase of services agencies, all of our human services partners. They're the ones that are out administering this, the county's programs. We keep a close eye on those programs and those, and, and to make sure that they are being fiscally responsible. They had to take that 3% cut, and for a lot of those agencies, it was tough. I know one of the agencies, um, used to have weekend service and they've had to cut that back. So there's, you know, there was, there was interest in trying to restore some of that cut and it was tough, but we would have probably been looking at double digit increase instead of just 7.9%. Um, you know, when we talk about cutting big projects, you know, the, the, that's not operating and that's not gonna change if we cut our capital to zero. That's still operating expenses that we need to, you know, put on the levy for, on the taxes and that's how we need to, to balance that. Um, I've advocated, a very strong advocate for all of our human service programs. I think we keep our core services, we keep the most in need, we, keep a, we added child protective service agents, workers, which is very difficult work. I mean, it's, you know, some of those people are just as in danger on days as, as some of the deputies. So there's no question that they're going through some very difficult family situations. So putting the money into those programs is the most important thing we need to keep doing. Okay. Mr. Thompson. Sure. Well, we do have to focus on these very essential services that sustain the most vulnerable people in our districts. Now, when you say that you've cut the budget by 3%, that is not maintaining 
the level of social services. Now, I spoke with uh, one of these POS agents at the Verona Road meeting the other night, and he was pleading desperately to have the funds that he needs for these very, I mean, all I can say, my brother's schizophrenic, and uh, he needs those services, and 3% is a big cut, and we have to make sure that we pick and choose. As you're saying, we can't take everything. So when we get down to the very essential core of the budget, which I understand uh, most of the budget is a pass-through from the federal and state government, but there is a certain section, perhaps 25%, where we can have choices. We need to sit down and really do the hard work that's necessary to know whether or not a program is effective or it isn't. If it's not effective, let's get rid of it. Let's not just roll it on as we have been with uh, inflation plus population adjustment. Let's decide if the program works or if it doesn't and make sure that the most vulnerable in our population, the elderly who need visiting nurses, the mentally ill, vulnerable children, children at risk, let's make sure that they have the service. Maybe they need more money, but for goodness sake, let's not just slash everything across the board you know, and take the easy way out. Okay. What do you see as the best ways for the county board to work with the other local government bodies in Dane County, Mr. Thompson? Well, I think, of course, the best way is to have really good relationships with other representatives in those bodies and with the personnel that work uh, in those bodies. That's where you get the exchange of information, the personal relationships that make change possible. If you don't have a relationship like that, you know, you can be at loggerheads for years trying to get something done. So I'm going to really work to meet all of the people in our area who are working with various government agencies. And then after I've done that, and there are a lot of people in our area, after I've done that, to get to know as many people in other agencies as possible. Okay. Thank you. Mr. Dalton. Um, there's no question that there's, a, there's a, a very close relationship, especially when you represent a Madison district um, in Dane County. Um, that a lot of the things, when I, when I always talk to people, I always say, the things you touch and feel are not the things that the county will provide for you. Snow, um, police, fire, garbage. The, the, the sort of real bread and butter issues that everybody sees and feels and touches, they don't, you know, they don't get those, you know, the county doesn't provide that in Madison. In the outlying areas, it's much more vital um, with their relationship with their county supervisor. Inside, we need to work on those things together. I work with the neighborhoods. I work, you know, with the city. I've sat down with the mayor. Um, when we've talked about the southwest side, how can we, you know, take the pulse? What's going on? You know, we've sat down. I've sat down with, with the gang task force, which is Madison and county, you know, to keep working on the, the root causes of the issues that we have. So you work on those things together, and you keep the relationships. And I've met um, with with Fitchburg as well, because there's a piece of our district is Fitchburg, and I have a good relationship there as well. Okay. Just one more one-minute question that we have time for. How do you plan to keep in contact with your constituents on issues? Well, I do it now. Oh, excuse me. Um, the, our neighborhood newsletters are great, and I, I always write um, an article, and it keeps them um, apprised of things. I've had some email groups I've set up. Um, 
You can always do more of that. Um, but, you know, and this is a good time, you know, when you talk to a lot of people and they say, oh, yeah, I read your article, I read your article. You know, so people know, you know, what's going on. And, you know, when people email me and write to me, phone call, I'm always available for their, for their um, thoughts and, their, and have a discussion. Okay. Mr. Thompson. Well, sure. Naturally, newsletters, a website, going to have email newsletters, and most importantly, I'm going to hold listening sessions where people can come and tell me their difficulties, you know, what their concerns are. Maybe they'll give me a little praise. You know, I'm pay you know, going to try to get these listening sessions going. The district is fairly large because of the number of people in it. You've got a small compact area, however. We have four neighborhoods, Orchard Ridge, Meadowwood, Jamestown, Duns Marsh, any of these areas you know, has its own uh, neighborhood association. Of course, I'll put a letter in there whenever they come out. And hopefully, between the newsletters and the uh, listening sessions, we'll have a great communication between us. Okay. It's now time for a one-minute closing from each of you. Mr. Thompson. Okay. Well, first of all, thank you to the Lady uh, League of Women's Voters of Dane County. I really appreciate the opportunity to speak directly to the voters. The one thing I want to say is that old saw, if you keep doing what you've been doing, you're going to get what you've been getting. And if you like the way the neighborhood's been going, then I suggest that you vote for Matt. If you want to see some changes, then please consider me. I want your vote. Okay. Mr. Belter. Thanks again um, for hosting. Um, I can't emphasize enough the, the time that you live in a neighborhood, and I don't believe it's old times or a long time, but, but 13 years and 18 years, it means something. It means something to the people that I've been on the ground and I know the district. Um, you know, you talk about change, and this district made a big change, a radical change, four years ago, and I don't think they want to deviate from that at this point. So I'd appreciate your support and your consideration on April 6th. Unfortunately, we are out of time, but I'd like to thank the candidates for joining us, and I'd also like to thank the viewers and remind everyone that the general election is Tuesday, April 6th. Please vote. If you would like more information about voting procedures or about obtaining a copy of the League's Voter Guide Candidates Answers, call the League office at 232-9447. Again, I'm Cheryl Daniels, and on behalf of Madison City Channel and the League of Women Voters of Dane County, I thank you for joining us.